0: All right, DGC, I got a big smile on my face. I'm hanging out with Mendo Dope. What's up, boys? Yo. What's up, brother? What up, D? Yeah, what's in that weed just <laughs> <you> smoking? <laughs> that shit's got me choking. Hell yeah. Man, even before I know knew you about you guys, I was uh, ripping your shit off and putting it on the show, man. All right? Yeah, that's, that's what's wild. up, man. <laughs> nah. I remember
1: that a long time ago, too. Yeah, you were one of the first ones that we were like, oh, man, this is a real deal spot,
0: dude. This is repping hard. That's awesome. Dude, I love your songs. I love your music. It speaks to me because it's, uh, man, it's rap about being a legitimate grower, which is cool. hmm Right. Oh, yeah. It's that real, real cannabis culture
2: stuff that we can, people like us, that would really know what's up and are in it, <laughs> then you could really
0: vibe with it and understand <laughs> what's going on. And I should say, you guys are from way back in like the the weed nerd days, you know, subcool super soil days.
2: Uh, yeah, frenchie yeah.
0: cannoli, all that stuff. Miss Jill, way back in the day, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting
2: now. Yeah, how long it's been. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really trippy looking back, and you know, even going into this year is uh, you know a ten year anniversary for our Planters of the Trees album. So. Looking back on when we recorded that and hanging out with Sub and Frenchie and everyone coming to the garden, nice. Uh, it's just crazy times. Look, just remembering back on those days.
0: So you you were obviously cultivators before you were rappers, or how that work? What came first, cultivation or music?
2: You know, it was kind of a it was it was side by side. Uh, back in you know we we got into. It, we didn't get into cultivating for a bit uh, because like we didn't have a spot that we were growing at at the very beginning, so right I'd say I was like freestyling with some friends we were working trimming for some grows, doing our small little things so gradually as we got into music more and really started taking it serious, we definitely started getting into the grow game like right behind that pretty damn serious and like really getting our own spot, putting together a
0: real grow and sure. Yeah. Going for the gold. I don't even think did I give a proper introduction. Uh, Bleezy and Old E, Old E's in in the blue. What's up, brother? You're the you're the uh, <laughs> you're the lyricist. Is
2: that right? Yeah, man, the lyric master, the wordsmith, whatever you want to say. <laughs>
0: yeah. Again, I do I do
1: not write any of the songs. I do help with bars, but I'm not a writer. He's got ideas. I'm not a rapper. Actually, I just don't <laughs> like the way that I sound on the mic at all when I'm trying to rap. It's like that's I don't know what the difference is between us on the microphone
0: <laughs> and so how's that go what you're you're in charge of the beats and and uh you know the musical track and then you get yeah. in-
1: yep i'll make all of the instrumentals um all of the beats and then like i do a lot of live instrument stuff so then after i make my beat i'll get live instruments layered on top of it and replace my bass to a live bass or stuff like that Man, so i'm strictly in the beat mode yeah so he got his his whole i get it done for him and then he can do his
0: thing now you guys grow together, you'll share a grow as well, or work together in a grow, and then also uh, collaborate and make music together, is that right? Yeah,
1: the grow is, yeah, we've been growing, you know, it's just like a half and half thing we've done forever.
2: Yeah, ever since the very beginning when we sprouted our very first couple seeds in our mom's backyard, you know, we've been growing (laughs) together and got our own, uh, got our place together, uh, started our grow up, you know, did about 12 plants, whatever. Right. Built up, mm-hmm. moved to a First new spot, time. started getting it bigger, started really learning. Like we we lo- we learned a lot of stuff before we even started growing. You know, being able to be trimming around some of the OGs and out here in Mendo, you know, is abundance of of OG ganja farmers. So when we were growing up, we'd go out and do some work, trimming off this spot, kind of soaking some some game from people like you were saying. We were flies on the wall, just soaking it up at the time, sure. and just learning. And then when we got our chance to start doing stuff, we applied some of the stuff we learned and then started experimenting ourselves with things and gradually started, you know, started getting in the zone and the groove and, uh, started getting some monster trees. And, you know, by the time we, we built up to started getting like our biggest garden that we had grown, we got raided. And then it was all, boom, back down to fucking, you know, it was a hard time right there. That was in 2013. So it's been 10 years since the raid, and um, you know they yeah. did not stop us. We're here, surviving the game, still standing strong in the, you know, in the legal game. It's a hard one, but we are still here, and uh, and still, you know, going tough on music. This the same, you know, our our cannabis and music is is intertwined at the roots all the way to the flowers of it.
0: I love it. I love it. Hey, give you a proper shout out. Come on, I love your music. Working everybody for where's the best place to find it. You actually, you guys still wear off. Uh, okay. new albums out man you're working it is it on yeah, wax are you putting it on it. waxer
1: this 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 album we haven't done any wax in a while this one i think we are gonna do though we're talking about doing this one
2: yep i just yeah, want so, to say that collector series yeah because not much cd players left in the world yeah it's <laughs> it sucks you know because I, I still love listening to cds I, love, I pop a cd in my truck and jam out and it's cool that st- people still appreciate the The collector side of getting an album, even if they don't have a CD player in their whip or whatever, you know, they still like to have a piece of it and and see what, you know, what the design was or how it all
0: formulated and came out. But it's so weird. I was just going to say, it's so weird that people don't listen to albums anymore. It's just track, track, track. It's uh, crazy. It's just streaming.
2: It's a click of a button and you (laughs) find everything, which is, you know, it's cool at times and other times it's like, damn it, I wish people were still into this other side. But um we've been working hard on the new album uh the new one is planters of the trees part two so this is our our 10-year anniversary album um we wanted to do the same style that we did on the first one where we had a reggae side yeah hop side so we got a double disc album packed full of i mean this one is crazy there's so much dope ass new music that we've been working on um so far we've dropped three singles off the album this this whole year we're gonna be dropping one single every month. So on the first of every month, we drop a single from the album, leading up to the full release, which will be October 10th, is the actual anniversary from the raid. So we wanted to kind of stamp
0: that right in their face of uh, y'all didn't stop us, we're still planting trees. Hell know Dude and I, I, 10 days after I got to Colorado, uh, the dude was nice enough to invite me and say, come on out, man, you can grow legally here. Um, yeah, I got raided. We all got raided, actually. So it's. It is. There's like sweet. Is it revenge? I don't know. Maybe it is. Revenge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's you know, it's, just, yeah, just to show them that it uh, that is it is possible to do this too and still not be a criminal.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that be- before the show started about how I got. I was laughing about I got busted at, at uh, uh, Thanksgiving one time where I walked in and somebody smelled smoke on me and they. I mean, I might as well have been—I uh, don't know—it it was bad, you know. I might as well have been <laughs> on heroin or something like that. They're like, "Oh my God, you showed up at Thanksgiving stoned!" And I was like, "Yes, of course I did." That's
2: what you're supposed to do.
0: But I was young, and I got a lot of—you know—a lot of. Not trouble, but people were like, hey, maybe you should go to rehab or something. You know, you smoke weed a lot. And so my upbringing was so different. There was a lot of shame, honestly. And I was like, I love weed. What the fuck's the matter with me? Man, I don't to be stoned all the time. I imagine it was different for y'all in Mendo, no? Y- yeah, it was for sure different. There's you know,
1: <sighs> even growing up, there was half, it's half and half. Some people didn't care at all as being a kid being high and then as we got older it's really it's the stigma's not really
2: there yeah that much here but and- it's always been quite chill out here for sure majority of everyone was always like oh it's it's just weed out here for when we were growing up as kids like it was uh we battled with our our mom for a while she wasn't really wanting us to be smoking she would right. come home from our lunch break and end up catching my brother and him and his friends smoking in the back hot box in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> she would be pissed. She would get furious. <laughs> but over the times of her, you know, repeatedly catching us smoking, sure. it started to get a little chiller. And then we ended up, you know, talking her into letting us grow a couple plants in the backyard, which all of a sudden, then everything changed. <laughs> they see fully. was like down with the weed. She doesn't smoke it. She doesn't use any cannabis, but she supports us 100% and is down with what we do. And she, you know, uh, over at the beginning of the fight, she, you know, she let it go and realized, you know, this isn't like a. I know she she realized that it's not a hard drug, you know, this is cannabis is a plant, it's a medicine. Like we weren't getting all fucked up or getting into trouble or, you know, killing ourselves. Yeah, sure really she pretty
1: much saw us do a lot better once we, she saw us like really smoking tough and we stopped getting in a lot of trouble
2: and stopped doing a lot of shit we were doing at the time right we used to we used to fight a lot back in the day before we started doing music and growing and stuff like we'd have our battles so you know there was some hard times growing up you know our pops died when we were you know i was only nine years old wow wow easy was only uh, 11 it was a rough patch for us for a while we were in a crazy uh, groove of like just like you know anger and stuff and The cannabis definitely, once we found cannabis and started using it and um, it it changed our life drastically and started getting in, like, who knows what what we would end up doing if we would have gotten to something else. But cannabis changed our path and led us on to this journey of music and, and growing and this education and this worldwide cannabis culture movement,
0: which has just been so amazing. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. It completely changed uh, my life pattern as well. Because mm. I was just, I was looking around being like, holy shit, I got to get a crappy job, and this is the rest of my life? Oh, no, man. I started scratching my head. And uh, (laughs) when I was in college, somebody said that I had a buddy. I was buying bags, and I'd never heard of Afghani before, or Burmese, Burmese Kush. And it was all these strains that were literally from the 80s. Uh, Durban Poison was another one. And this dude was just growing out of a little closet and selling it, and, man, doing great. And so... He taught me that was and that was it for me. Yeah, it was. Kind bud was was a game changer,
1: (laughs) right? (laughs) That real deal. Afghani. We had a when we (laughs) kind of in our first years of growing, there was some Afghani seeds we got from one of our older friends, and they're for sure the most Afghani thing we've ever grown to this day. And they they pretty much seem like they are real Afghani. That was such a short, thick plant, so pretty, right? Such a crazy smell too.
0: Man, somebody was talking about that earlier about how they missed the giant just giant, it was Chad Westport, the giant colas, the baby's arms. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a lot of what you get now is a a bit more of the you know, the smaller buds. The opposite but it's side. <laughs> it's popcorn. <weirdly> <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: It helps. It's all popcorn. It's like people stopped like enjoying having big buds, I guess. I don't know, like not so much as growers. Like, we always love seeing big buds, especially when they're clean. If they can right. hold them, up, we're like, fuck yeah, man, we want those huge loaf of bread buds that are crazy. But I it's like, buy bread. <laughs> I'm looking in for, general, you know, like people like stop, like, they don't just like appreciate getting a big old bud or something, you know, not the same as we like growing it.
0: Well, then let's get into it then, because I'm saying baby's arms. As far as giant buds, and then yeah. you're saying loaf of bread, and that's where <laughs> our our growth styles are different. And I love your growth style. I mean, it's so much fun to see. I mean, shit, how big are those things? What's the what's the average? I wouldn't even say the tallest. What's the average size of your trees that you grow? Like the average that we like to do is like ten foot tall, like twelve
1: foot wide, like a like nice a little, little wider than tall, and it'll like. 10 foot is like what we want to try to keep them at the max because it starts to get way harder every time they go over that yeah
2: somewhat where it's at a manageable where you could get on a ladder and still reach the middle <laughs> of the plant you know when something happens and there's an
0: issue uh, So will yeah you help, will you help me understand that we, i mean i don't understand how you could grow that big of a plant in however much time so uh it just—I uh, don't know. Paint a picture for me. When are we propagating these seeds? When are we putting them out? Um, what are we feeding them? How—how like, how are we accomplishing this, sir? So <laughs> yeah, just... it's like you know the the climate out here is, and the sun and the way
1: that the that NorCal works and the Emerald Triangle works is like where it's the environment is perfect for it to happen. But we start our seeds. Um, we just start our seeds. So we we would start our seeds like sometimes into February or middle of March or roughly. So we just started our seeds for this year for the ones we're gonna do giant plants with. Yeah. Okay. So and and, you-, you know they got they got a while. They got two months right now up to grow and turn into an actual plant that's like you know two feet tall, nice,
0: starting to get sexed in a way where we know what females we got. Wow, I would think you'd be starting them indoors and throwing them out in three or five. I figured there was some kind of tricks you was doing, some kind of shenanigans, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's, uh, that that works perfect for us. You could put them straight in the ground. You could start them super early, like mother them in December and get them giant before you put them out. But the it does the same thing, or worse, or less of what starting out with the time, with the actual time and letting it grow natural. Even the last last year, we had some of the biggest plants again that we've done and they are all no artificial light at all and we just have them in a greenhouse to keep them from freezing but we don't have any artificial light on them so that's like what we've noticed now is you can hit it perfect and they'll get to their peak uh without starting them too early or like forcing them with the indoor style
0: i mean and that's the whole that's that's mendo and uh, northern california it's just the perfect Environment for just growing great cannabis, huge yeah, cannabis. It's just, yeah, it's fucking perfect. It's like
1: the t- the temperature swings, the when the year starts, the way that, uh, that we, you know, we up here, it, there's a lot of different microclimates for sure, but, uh mm-hmm. we have, you know, till the end of October, till things really start to get frozen and, and really bad for a plant. So we can easily pull sun grown, you know, till, the, all of october of harvest and we can have some late strains if they're real good like skinny sativas they can go into november without you
2: know molding or going to shit altogether. what size containers you in uh these this, days we're just straight in the ground uh what we've been
1: in for the last few years yeah quite nice. like four or five years now just skips the pots all together so yeah. starting the pots we ended up slowly getting into was thousand gallon pots is like where we ended on pots. Yeah. So we we're like this is kind of ridiculous. It's pretty
2: <laughs> much yeah, a thousand gallon pot is damn near the ground. Yeah, it's <laughs> just one step away. And like the original like what why we started even using pots the first couple times mm-hmm. is just because the areas that we were at and the spots that we were growing in and we were kinda needed to use pots. So we got sure. into that groove of using pots and once we were doing the two hundred gallon pots we we're Outgrowing them, there drying out way crazy. But like, we need a bigger pot. We had four hundred gallon pot, and it was still drying out. It was the same thing, you know, overgrowing it. So we went up to six hundred gallon pots, and then as a joke with Soil King, we we're just like, we should do one thousand gallon pots, and we're like, all right, let's make them. Let's do it. We'll we'll have them at our house. We'll <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah, because smart pots will make any pot you want. They'll do. You sure. want a
0: five thousand. <laughs> Oh, hey, have you dug them up, though, and seen, like, how deep the roots go when you actually put them in the ground? We've uh, we've had
1: smaller pots, like, easily, I mean, even the 200s, I guess you could say. And uh, they go in the ground a little bit, a little Velcro style, but it's really not as much as you would think. They don't rip through, like, a plastic pot wood and have a big root coming through sure. the
0: pot. They, those no, pots I mean- are made, what do you think Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say the in ground. Uh, when you have them in, oh. like you've done the past couple of years, just curious. I was just talking to my buddy Cortez the Conqueror and he was talking about taproot specifically for the auto flowers. I don't know if it applies to, uh, seeds or seed, you know, regular seedlings, but he was just saying you don't yeah. want to stop that taproot. And I always just wonder, uh, if you put them in the ground, how deep do those roots go? How deep does that root ball go? Because oh, I bet they go
1: deep. It would be, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think most people, would- think that they go the same as whatever's on the top <laughs> and I mean I there's there's other things I've seen where they they do more they do like double what the top is even but even if you say what's on the top you know that could right. be like 10 12 feet deep of a taproot that's what I'm Small, saying micro uh-huh. roots coming off it's a lot for <laughs> sure yeah when we've done some like uh we've done like some little like a uh, prehistoric dig style where we take the roots out with paintbrush and try to like yeah. keep the whole yeah. expose the roots without breaking any of them and see what's going on like it's super hard to do because some of the, the roots get so small but you can get in there and and it's crazy how the roots take over whatever space you give them pretty much like we've realized over time if we're going to give the plant this much space it's going to take that much space pretty much like they always even themselves out and fill in it, it just enough to where it's getting shaded still on the side you know what I mean about yeah. just they know
0: and they know what room they have <laughs> since you're going straight into the into the ground uh is it you're right into just native soil is Humboldt and, uh, and uh, mendocino known for their uh their great soils how's that work do you have to fortify it
1: um yeah like the 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 topsoil and the soil out out here is super good for sure there's a lot of great soil not contaminated at all super clean and healthy and um, but then we you know we farmers like us do we would just keep making the every year The soil just gets better and better and more alive but when we transplant our first plant right into that ground we'll do a tiny bit of potting soil for it to hit one last little couple inches of fresh potting soil before it hits the native so you guys
0: are farmers huh not growers farmers I had the farm.
1: I don't know when it changed, but the 10,000 square foot gardens, it's not a, a small farm anymore for sure.
0: Yeah. It's just a garden. Yeah. I love it. No, that's cool. I like it, man.
1: I like it's it. It's funny because now that's like the smallest of gardens that people do is like a 10,000, and they, they like people got used to that or they're not that big anymore. But really to
0: us, like that's a giant garden. Yeah. It is. What the hell do you do with it now, though? I know you guys are doing... <laughs> by the way, hey, Grimbo, can you pull up their website? They're pretty in it. Yeah. You guys are, are on top of your game. From a guy that tries to be on top of his game, I got to give you a lot of respect, man. <laughs> thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, We try
2: I mean, to be on top of our game. There's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's possible, too, with
1: both of us. With the, if it's just one of us we talked about before, man, to have both of us tag team things is
0: so helpful. I'm sure. And as a matter of fact, I do <laughs> gotta ask you guys, what is it harder to do? Be artistic together and make music or run a farm together?
1: Um, I guess uh, the, the I guess the I don't know, I guess the farm side of it, but not like the growing side of it, just the the business side of the farm, I guess, would be uh, harder started. than just like having fun growing and, and our music most of the time comes together real smooth or we don't have to force anything yeah every once in a while we'll be in a weird spot where we just we'll just take a break but a lot of times it just flows real smooth
2: man i know it's a very lot of... yeah oh. it's very trippy it's interesting how how things somehow magically formulate when we'll <laughs> we'll go into the studio with nothing no specific idea no direction anything it's we're just doing right, let's go in here and let's just kinda of make something just to make a brand new song, I don't know what's gonna be yet. So please we'll just What? And Open is there a pressure noise, and just start doing something and whatever it is noise it starts doing, it just kinda that's what sparks ideas for me is the just the sound of the beat that'll get me thinking in a certain direction and all of a sudden some random concept will come to life and then boom what? just start getting in the zone and you know song we've <laughs> we've made songs really fast sometimes like some big songs that we've made have came together in like 30 minutes an hour we've like you know wow. built the actual song not not recorded it and made the whole thing but actually right. made a beat sure. and written Concept. and wrote the verses mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes it takes you know sometimes he'll make a beat and nothing comes to me and i'm like oh, i'll just i'll come back to that beat later you know nothing's really sure. striking me right now but mm-hmm. a lot of times when we go in and we're set to just make some shit, and somehow we always pull it off
0: and <laughs> we make some some crazy yeah. bass music. It's a trip, yeah. And what's the process? You all have to rent studio time or like for me I'm lucky I can keep Grambo here till midnight and fucking around <laughs> with the equipment because I have this studio, <laughs> out, you know, behind my house. Yeah. We,
2: we have our own uh, we have our home studio which like over the years like it, it started really small from like way back in the day when we had a tiny little closet in the bedroom that we were recording in and then gradually building a little studio inside of the shed in the backyard. And then starting to bring that like the studio inside when we would move around the different houses that we lived in we'd pick out a spot and be like all right this is the studio section <laughs> and we'd convert it into a studio and record um and then and now at our final spot where we're really chilling at where where I'm my house is in the backyard is a, a nice big shop a metal con- metal shop that our Gramps built for for working on cars and doing things so once we took over the house we had that spot and we converted a whole section in there to our are like really our final destination studio. Of, like this is gonna be our spot that we're not gonna have to move or change, and and really get it, get it really champ and and dope. So like yeah. over the these last few years, we we've, we've been gradually working on it and trying to get it all the way done, but um, just different things have just slowed us down. But now it's like so close for being fully really pimped in there, where it's like <laughs> a, it's a really top notch studio where we could bring you know any kind of artist through there and and record. Fucking gold, you know. The the equipment's starting to get better. Just the building, um, it's a the vibes are nice. It's it's really cool to be able to have our own real Mendo dope studio. That you know we love going to other studios and recording. It's always super fun. And like cats like K. Lou down in the Bay Area. Um, he's a legendary producer who's worked with you know everybody. E. Forty, Snoop Dogg, Mac Dre, Master P, hands, endless amount of people. And going to his studio and, and doing things, you know, paying for studio time and beats, um, it was so fucking, um, so worth it. And so um, we we learned so much from working with Kalu, like Bleezy, especially on like uh, leveling up just how to make s- sit sound really good and how to mix and how to get into the noises and, and really dive into the music on the next level. Um, so it's so dope to be able to go out and work at studios and learn from people and see how like other OGs and professionals are doing it that have been doing it long before we even started making music. So to learn from them and then bring it home and work on our stuff and map out how we want to set it up, it's been really badass and so cool to have a home spot that's that's quality. You know, it's not just like a bedroom studio that sounds janky,
0: it's like a, a real studio. Yeah, respect to you guys getting there. I mean, it's not easy. It took me, it took me 50, <laughs> years, 50 years to figure it out. So,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: but absolute respect, man. It is nice. It gives you a, a bit of creative freedom. It's a real oh, yeah. joy for for me to come out here and, and work with Grambo and, uh, you know, and hang out with you guys, make content. Right? Yeah, it is really cool
1: to to uh, you know. It's a lot of people with creative content in general. It's just such a, such a certain headspace that's so nice when you. Don't have to think about other stuff when you're ready to go and you're like, your area and your spot is like
2: ready already. Or you don't have to rush because you're like, no one, oh, I'm paying for studio time. Let's fucking, yep. to, let's get to <laughs> it. Let's like, <laughs> let record yeah. There's not really time to hang out and smoke one and vibe out and just chill. It's like, it's go time and just get it, which is cool at times to be pressured and like, yo, this shit's serious. Like, because we take, that's another thing with Kaylew. He taught us like, This ain't just music, you know, this is a music business. If y'all wanna actually do something and make it in this, like it's like ten percent talent, it's ninety percent business. People like there's so many people that do music that do not follow through on the business side of it and be really professional about it. So that's what we really wanted to make sure we were on our game, especially after we got raided and cops were bitching at us and took the little bit of money that we had in the house and we didn't have no no paperwork for shit that we were doing and we're like, we need to get our we need to get our game on lock and create a business, create start our, our real label up and, and get the shit professional where they want to come fuck with us. <laughs> well you can now because this shit's official. <laughs> this is this is legal dope. Like we ain't playing this.
0: <laughs> it's true, man. You want to talk about a hell of a motivator. Yeah, you
2: know, just, right. Just, Lose dude, everything
1: a... to zero. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Especially at that time of this, man. If dust times, it's they're gone. You know the times that we had out here,
2: they're never gonna
1: be. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: just glad that we got to enjoy some of those good times and like cause how it like fest like events were back in the day. You know some of those first high times, cannabis cups, and different things that we were doing and and rolling with sub cool. You know being with the whole weed nerd crew and that yeah. was like, shit was just fucking dope, man. Shit was popping. It was such a crazy time. And it's so weird how everything's shifted so much and so many people that we grew up with and first got started in the game with and saw them coming up at events and be like, oh, yeah, there's our folks right there. Let's tap in with them, our people over here. And now it's like, fuck, man, 90% of the people are, are fucking pushed out, out of the game, lost everything, couldn't keep going because the shit's set up so, so fucking janky and
0: so money-orientated where they just take and take from you. Tell me a a little bit about that. I don't know uh, the specifics about all the cannabis laws, the state's cannabis laws. It seems like, uh, I keep using the word shenanigans, but it seems like there's shenanigans (laughs) going on uh, all over the place. I've been talking about the Oklahoma wreck vote where they just voted down wreck in Oklahoma. And it was because there was ridiculous taxes and the ability to uh, even increase the taxes locally. It was just nuts. And they voted it down. Um, what is it like in in your yeah, in California? I know it's legal, but what's happened? Uh, just I mean, maybe even take me through a little evolution since uh, I don't know what 2013 when your first album came out. We'll say that's when you got in the industry officially. Um, yeah, I mean at that time it was still the
1: 215 uh, medical days. Uh, since '96 when they went legal, that's why you know growing up here '96 is when it went legal out here for medical, and there's a lot of plants being grown over fences, driving to, you know, just being a kid, we see it all the time. Sure. Um. So then, like, when we started getting into it more, we would, you know, get our stuff, uh, you know, grow our stuff, take it to clubs ourselves, do the whole thing ourselves. The clubs, at the, especially the last few years, the clubs would do all the testing, we'd make sure it passes, and then it would go, and then things were very smooth and very easy. And then now as it's come to the regulation side and the uh, Prop 64 thing that passed in 2018, it's just, it's like being able to grow on your farm or on your property is huge pain. So many people got zoned out and had like an incredible amount of expenses to be able to have a garden because of random stuff. Their driveway is not good enough. They got trees that are in the wrong spot. That's how it works. 50 yep. feet too close to something 100 feet too close to the house uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, water culverts all the kinds. of very water's a huge thing up here they're very environmentally crazy you know to make sure your garden's not impacting stuff so a lot of people just don't have good locations when it's that serious and the people that do you know they had to do most a lot of people had to do a nice amount of upgrading a lot of money gets spent to to get that permit sure like legal to start to be legal at least and then since then you know the taxes i for, i don't know what taxes are i thought they're 36 percent or something the taxes are like <laughs> stupid high dude it's 000. by the time you're done with all of the fees it's you lose so much to the pie nowadays like so then we'll keep going uh <laughs> i, so I you can't know, believe it's that. it started going to where it's also getting into the club you need distribution so not a lot of people have enough money to get the grow permit, uh, distribution permit to get it out to a club. So you have to have, you know, both of those, or you have to work with a distributor. And it's not set up good for distribution people to make money. So a lot of distributors had a super hard time throughout all these years trying to figure out how to, how to do what they do their job and pay the farmers. Farmers are getting screwed all the time, super late to get any money. It takes forever to get money back. Um, and then then two years ago, you know, or not last summer, but the year before, what it should be 2021 is when it really crashed. Then all this stuff hit the fan. And then part of what hit the fan, you know, is also just so much weed everywhere. The California, the, having permits and people were getting able to grow acres. <clears throat> so they got lots and lots of acres that were never grown before. Right. So, so much weed getting harvested that would have been raided. By cops, so many years over and over again, they finally get, you know, millions of pounds getting harvested without any repercussion.
0: Yeah, I saw then, something about a three hundred thousand pound excess.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's there's pretty crazy. crazy numbers. Every time I see some of the numbers, yet. Yeah, and, yep, and it's like you know California too. Before it's everyone wanted Cali stuff, and it it was going everywhere, but now it's slowed down tremendously on that side of the game. Like, <laughs> People have also, you know, these people that grow these huge acres, they don't sell it to the clubs. They're selling it everywhere. But Oklahoma, you know, Colorado, uh, Florida, everyone has weed now. You know, there's, they're not needing as much Cali weed. So the whole, it's just a ginormous amount of weed not going anywhere. With, when you have a permit, you can't sell it out of state. It has to stay in state. Sure. There's really not that many clubs compared to farms like crazy difference
0: of of the proportion to clubs to farms and pounds getting grown yeah i'm sure and i mean i can only imagine the only way it's saw something 600 pounds was the average price in oklahoma uh, it's a dollar and a half a gram uh yeah something like and that. And that's
1: probably indoor mostly too because i think their outdoor <laughs> yeah. is kind yeah. of like not really <laughs> almost smokable it seems like It's a lot of problems. You have to have a greenhouse or indoor it seems like out there to have anything fire. (laughs) Some people know how to do it and some climates maybe in Oklahoma can do it but it's very tough from what I hear.
0: Right. So yeah, uh, even at that 600 price, that's mostly indoor, probably. I mean, there's no way you can make money with all the regulations, and then think about being taxed on that, and then think about if you actually made money and you were the owner of that company, paying another 30-something percent income tax on that money. Yeah, that's the thing. There's nothing left.
1: You've already taxed everything until you get your (laughs) final profit that now needs to
2: be personal taxed on one last time. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's, set up, it's, uh, and it's a setup so shitty, you know, it's, it's pushed out so many good growers, you know, it's like the best growers that were coming with the fire stuff, um, you know, a lot of them can't do the rest of it. Yeah, they can't do the rest of it. And it's like a lot of the, the people that had the best stuff or like some of these really dope farmers, like a lot of them were never like, say, like balling, you know, didn't have a lot of money. They had so much passion for growing good yep. weed that they were focused on that good weed and helping people and doing this. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just in it trying to make money, make money. So it's like these dope ass farmers who are the best farmers putting out the best stuff don't have enough money to keep growing, to even stay in this game, to get shit on the shelf, to have patients get real shit. And then the people that have all the money and don't even care, have the passion for the plant, are able to survive this whole shit show of a slump and and pay, you know, take the loss through it because they have enough to do it. And be the ones to make it out on the other side and have products still in the stores. And it's like, fuck, man. Like what happened to the game? Like there was so much more control that farmers had and small farmers were able to actually do their thing and make a living, survive and and put out better flour and better product. Right. And now it's like a, a flood of of average weed, of like just it's different. It's Yeah, it's it's way different. There's <laughs> The ten thousand square foot garden
1: with the right crew you could do some real top-notch stuff but it's not easy if you don't have a big crew it's a lot to to get perfect anything past that these dudes doing acres there's no way that their stuff's coming up with any kind of like quality control sure i mean like it can only not it much. yeah not not as good of a quality control not like Like, what we used to do with 25 plants you know what i mean where every farm was like very dialed in and then it it was so many little farms that it, wor- it worked so much better with a lot of little farms instead of the way it's going, they're tightening it up so much that now the little farm can't survive. And now it's a small amount of giant farms. And these giant farms are just like, they just have so much just herb that they're trying to do. Like the glass house company and these other people, it's like, sure. They all know that the end goal is to get the weed out of state too, because they already have too much. <laughs> just they're starting off what they're doing. It's, it's way overkill and um but it's like with another thing with the permits is <laughs> what we've talked about for a while now is like you know the the county and the state they don't want to deal with 100,000 goat growers or 50,000 growers it's easier for them to deal with 10 or or 100 farms at one on paperwork wise it's a million times easier for them to do that, that so it's like i think that's a big part of what <laughs> this senatigans are talking about <laughs> is like Setting us up for failure, so we all have a little dream to to try to be legal and make you know a real life out of this, but then it's not going to be enough to survive, and they they ruin it in a way to, to take you
0: out. So you're now you're just kind of like forced out of the game, throw up the towel. Uh-huh. I mean, if if you're real cynical about it, you could say they, they give us just enough uh, uh, enough room to innovate for them. And just yes. hand, hand it on a platter to them. Here's the best way to grow. If you want this, <laughs> here's the best genetics. Here's the, all the innovation and grow lights we made for the, uh, you yeah. know, home growers. It's yeah, it's interesting. It's but I, super true. Yep, yeah. man. The home grower though, that's I think to the rescue. I really do. I. I I shout out to our boys at AC, or actually the ladies at AC Infinity, because for a grand, you can get yourself into a complete setup. I know that's less than that. I mean, with soil, seeds, you know, whatever. I think it's a 10, 600 bucks. Dude, that's a freaking, that's a game changer. You know, you, yeah, they fit in a closet. I That's where I kind of, my focus is at.
1: Yeah, that's what's up. And that's, you know, we, we've been talking about the the toughness of the legal side. But the other side that Frenchie really was also a big fan of we getting legalized when a lot of people did not want to get this voted in. He got a lot of shit from saying it because we have to legalize it for everyone to be able to grow. And like, in the end of the day to be like wine too is what he always looked at. It has to be legal. We have to get start somewhere. We can't just keep saying no. We have to get started. Right. And figure this whole thing out. And uh, for the, for just being legal and for people to grow their own, that's like, whatever happens with the money side of weed or like farms that sell to clubs as long as people could grow their own then it's a win you know for everyone because if we could just grow our own and a a small tent can you can get a nice amount of weed out of a small area for your own personal people could be growing fire and it's our personal that we grow we smoke that any day over anyone else's weed there's only a couple people that would like and it wouldn't last long, you know, it'd be like we'd try it for a little bit and then we'd want to smoke our own again because we we like our own weed better we've sure. seen it from the beginning to end. And that's how like, it's huge, huge that, huge last step for everyone So just be able to be
0: legal enough to grow your own small garden at least. Mm-hmm. Hey man, that's a good, I, I, to, I don't get to talk to a ton of outdoor growers, the difference between growing a strain indoors and outdoors, I don't say it's unrecognizable, but it's completely different. Mm. Uh, and outdoors does have it's a great flavor to it. It just has a, a bit of a different feel to it. Do you all, I mean, you guys have your own strains. I'm sure you've had test, you know, tons of testers. Uh, do you all test indoors and outdoors? Or can you, I don't know, can you Can you uh, school me a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: We've definitely done a variety of of like side by side indoor outdoor tests with certain strains that we've ran. Yeah. Not all of them we get to do like in our own setup of running it indoor and then seeing it outdoor. But it's it's very trippy how big of a difference. There's certain strains that are great performers outdoor and there's some that are, are great performers indoor and some, you know, both ways they can work great, but they're definitely a lot different. They come out with totally different structure styles. Um, we've always, you know, we've, uh, outdoor for us has always been, we always pick that over indoor because of where we're from, you know, what we're used to like seeing, like when we talk about outdoor beating indoor, it's like that, the best of the best, you know, that's very special, special, uh, perfectly grown outdoor weed, you know, not, not every outdoor is going to be, you know, competing with indoor but when you do get that really bomb quality, super clean grown outdoor flavor, what about <clears throat> bag appeal? I'll say
1: Flavor flavors changes <laughs> too. Like the the lights to the sun grown changes what the exact same strain you have. You know, same from same mother, same clone. Right. Certain terps will be stronger indoors. That's in the say it will strain test for like six different terps. Some of them will have a higher percentage than others indoor or outdoors. It's, it's a it brings out more of certain flavors, and I think that's not even also outdoor indoors. The soil, it's uh, what's growing around your garden too, can change the the final terps in that particular cultivar. It's very subtle things, but the testing, you know, if you really went hard, the testing can probably show you these small subtle things that we that we can tell of the differences. But bag appeal there's only some outdoor, some strains that will be outdoor that will have a bag of pill that you can achieve with indoor. And even, sure you know, s- some indoor still would beat it, but there's some outdoor that looks like indoor pretty close. It's like as close, just one notch below <clears throat> what an indoor will look like. But it's also very particular. There's not much strains that yeah, it's, it's look like indoor that are sun grown. It's That's very rare. rare. They have that sun grown, little darker look to it, a little, a
0: lot chunkier. Um, I'm just wondering if they're just pulling it. Uh, I imagine like the cart game, the extract game is, you know, whatever, fraction mm-hmm. of the industry is huge. I wonder if he, that would be a great use for all that outdoor. though. Well, that sure would make a lot of Graham carts, no? Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: There's a, uh, you know, we, it's funny to, we'll talk about, we, it's not nothing like a secret or whatever, but we talked talking about before, like uh, when you're doing extracts, it's sun grown and indoor doesn't matter anymore it's just trichomes so uh, there's no way that any indoor uh you know farm or grower or whatever or facility can beat the same price as growing sun grown all natural so if we're just doing extracts rosin hash cards any extract for food or anything the sun grown is where it's at you turn all that stuff into just it's just trichomes at that point so and then even when you're doing like top-notch fire hash, like the best live resin, rosin and stuff like that, like top, top-notch stuff. When you're doing it with outdoor, no one's ever going to say, oh, this is made with outdoor, this is made with indoor. It's going to be, depending on the strain, just as good as, as any indoor will ever be. And really when you dig in deeper, it's better than indoor because it's more full and there's more chirps and it's more full or high and stuff. So yeah, people... People a lot of people hate on sun-grown these days in certain situations like certain groups of people lot lots of lots of hate there's a lot of hate towards sun-grown in the clubs <laughs> like a lot of people just want to buy indoor Who you know could they want the look sun-grown they, they, we hang on what is there's a nice it, amount of it's because, they don't want to buy it they want the it has to look like the they're so caught up on the look and then sure, also caught sure. up on the on the cookies and the uh okay there is okay there's that those
0: groups they want the
1: the the gelato and that runs that looks like plastic indoor gelato runs like it's like a outdoor would never look like that same look so that's a huge part of like a big group of people that buy weed from clubs would never buy sun grown and even people that buy packs and stuff they're tired of growing of buying sun grown and it's kind of like weird to see because sun grown is the best but if you're talking extracts you could never beat sun grown and no one would ever know or care that it was made with sun grown compared to indoor it's only in the flower when you're selling flowers only that that's that's a big difference in sure.
2: <clears throat> and and <that clears> then <throat> also goes back to how much fucking poop outdoor weed got put out there over the yeah. last couple of years of of people that just came into the game to try to blow it up and grow this field of weed and and did not go a two like there's way well, more you know? poopy outdoor ever of the me grown than poopy indoor.
1: You know, yeah. what I mean, there's just <laughs> sure. more land to grow and it's easier to grow. So you're gonna have way more poop uh,
2: on an outdoor total, <laughs> and it's like on average of the the outdoor that people have been seeing for the last couple of years, yeah. I think has gone way down. Like the quality of majority of what people are seeing has not been as good as it used to be.
1: Yeah, that too. Uh, so, yeah, so people are more used to you know hating on outdoor those type of people because they've seen so much crappy outdoor and they haven't seen all that much crappy indoor that at least looks crappy it could right, taste yeah. really nasty and chemical cool filled but it looks nice it's got that look so you, know? So, so, you know, some know some of these people are tricked <laughs> by that initial look ah.
0: so
2: they the looks tricked, uh, <laughs> look The guys are the scarred looks, man man <laughs> they trick. yeah they trick everybody and <laughs> looks will catch someone it's so funny you could have some that like say you know you know you smoke this indoor flower and you're like it looks really cool but it tastes like shit. Uh-huh. And it's like I got my outdoor flower that obviously looks like outdoor. You know it does not look like indoor. It's not all super potted up and crisply and tight. It's sure, sure. Loose style, but it's like I guarantee you smoke this one. It's gonna taste way better. You're gonna get more high and everything. But a majority of people, if they don't know that, they're gonna pick the one that just because the looks off top. they are like oh yeah this one right here. Well, it's just.
0: We were talking about, ter- you said terroir. You are talking about the wine industry or comparing it to wine. And uh-huh. I mean, I don't know where the hell the Napa Valley is compared to y'all. I mean, California yeah, is just
2: A couple of hours from, from us. Two hours away only,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Point uh-huh. is that <clears throat> they've got the terroir as to where the yes. soil is something special. Y'all are uh-huh. planting in ground. You're talking exactly. about this, you know, these flavors that are coming out. I wonder how much is, of that is coming from y'all's soil and y'all's unique environment. You got a different CBD yeah, there, man. Yeah. There's just, a good
1: chunk of it, and uh-huh. there, and it's like uh, the knowledge and the even promotion side of it is going to start to kick up super hardcore to be like Mendes, like Emerald Triangle, Mendocino County, these certain places. That sure. There sure are, and even other places too. Anywhere like special in any state, kind of. But California is just Emerald Triangle's would be the epicenter for the cannabis plant, but. It's uh that's like a huge selling point when it goes out of state too, you know, we're stuck in, in state. Once it goes out of state and you can actually stamp your Mendocino plant grown in the terroir of the hills of California. That's what I think. That's mm-hmm. where the final destination and that's what Frenchie saw that and I, and we see it too. I just don't know how long it will take, but we know from being online, you know, how much people would buy our
0: stuff worldwide. So and then, then federal legalization, yes or no? You just want to see it happen, because I mean that's gonna open the doors for those. Yeah, boys I always to just come on in and crush everybody. Every bus. Yeah, it will. But I say, I'd say, fuck
1: it, get it over with too, because we're already in a shit storm, dude. This shit ain't gonna get any easier for uh, anyone that goes uh, recreational. I mean, whatever state it is, it's it's gonna turn into the same thing that happened to Cali. It's slowly the corporations will have a f- badass grip on it, and you'll have your little niche. Micro brewery, micro gardener, which would sure. be like a 10,000 square foot thing, mm-hmm. which isn't micro still, I think, but it's, you know, that's as big as you'll, and there's not too many people that will survive as an underdog <clears throat> in a, in all these years to come. So maybe federally, it would, would help that. I don't. I just think if you could just sell it on your website, you know, if we could just grow weed, get it tested, share the taxes, sell it on the website. It don't need anyone that we would be fine a lot of people would just be fine to
0: do their own promotion themselves do their own everything themselves my first company is bambooplantsonline.com nice guy kenny runs it for me now and i buy i have bamboo plants i propagate them and i sell them and i have the freedom to do that that's there should be there should be no reason why we all can't do that as well yeah no right? it's
1: yeah. not it's obviously not hurting anyone any of the states that it went legal hasn't done anything crazy if you let it be a little more free than it wouldn't hurt the population yeah and the, the tax money they've been screwed of themselves out of so much money and they get a lot because they tax it so hard right but if they taxed it a quarter of that and let
0: a quarter more people get in it they would get so much more money over time and i imagine federal legalization uh Yeah, you're good to ship it. You're good to have your own website. You're good to
1: yeah. Because that's
0: what I think. If you could somehow
1: get to that point, then a small farmer could survive. You could still do as the uh, you know cups and fairs and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Website and the stores. You have like your own circle. Yeah, where you could you could make it. I do like it.
0: I do like it. It's good hanging out with you boys, man. Hell yeah. That's oh. a two joint conversation.
1: I know, like, I'm making a speech for I it. Know I, can roll can one. Fire. It's I so, know, I'll be fucking studio. Oh, shit. Are, yeah. Our is like so nice, you know, and it's getting comfortable in there, but we got no internet, so like we can't Black ever do podcasts or interviews in the studio. We got to come right. to our houses. So it's like, uh, we, until we get internet in there, we're like always stuck <clears throat> not being able to be just popping with you because that
2: that's the <laughs> ultimate spot that's going to be our our spot where we're able to do you know and be on these kind of podcasts like do our own little interviews with people or whatever right all from our our home spot in our studio where we're
0: chill to smoke chill, to <laughs> that's everywhere. where i'm at <laughs> oh, oh it does sound like y'all are oh, having a ton of success <laughs> though and i'm i'm psyched for you Yeah, thank you. It's
1: it's, yeah, we're going to stay stay busted, and we we've always talked about we don't we're not trying to make a a million you know dollars, like (laughs) trying to be millionaires or whatever. We just want to be able to survive and have fun doing what we're doing. And when we the times are hard, but we are doing good, and it's sometimes doesn't seem like it, but um, it's just just staying on it, staying on it all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, do me a favor, click on the website if you would, Grambo, because dude. Which one of you is Lars in the band? <laughs> <laughs> no, because <laughs> no, somebody's a businessman here. I mean, this is beautiful. <laughs> this is this Mendo. Oh, no. Well, this is Mendo dope music. Do me a favor, Grambo. Go Just, to the Farms? Yeah, the Farms one. Just because respect <laughs> to the... I know you guys are talented musicians, but, man, you all are doing grow classes. You've got your own genetics. Uh, what's up with the grow classes, actually? Yeah. The, <laughs> you could take it uh, the girl
1: classes were, you know, we've been talking about it for a long time, wanting to do it and, uh, to bring people to the farm and do like farm days or, uh, farm tours or whatever. has always been a, you know, we've everyone's talked about it for a long time. We've always talked about it and it, uh, it's always been tough to try to bring someone to your farm and like, especially a group of people. <laughs> but now that it's gone to this certain amount of years being legal, Right. And the new farm we're at's real private and stuff. And so we were like, Well, we could bring people out out this year. Let's see if make this class actually happen. And it actually was successful the first time. And it was also like, you know, kinda of weird for us to to plan this and try to plan a day for everyone and right. get everyone entertained. But it was like really fun and super smooth, way easier than I thought for like our side of things,
0: stressful wise or whatever. It was super mellow. Everyone was real respectful. Sure. Sure. sure man will you give me one, one just one little tip that you uh that you give in the grow class yeah. man look at these hang yeah, on, i'm I mean, just I'm, I'm so sorry i'm just lost in these grandpa you are scrolling through this yeah. huh oh, yeah. how <laughs> fucking big are those plants man what <laughs> those, are those like what how the, the christmas
1: tree probably
2: yeah i think they're yeah, probably that's blah,
1: that's blah, so blah. i mean yeah. last year we they're got like, Four, didn't do a teen, yeah fourteen, 14
2: feet, feet tall and, and like let's
1: scroll up, grandpa. Let me see those. Yeah, they didn't put the cage on early enough, so they went. When you don't have a cage on them, you can't have nothing to time out wider and wider, and you got to do that early, and otherwise they're gonna get tall. By the time you try to tie them wide, they're already right
2: ripping so we were like a little late on our cages this year and it made those things yeah it made them taller than we wanted <laughs> taller than we were hoping for i mean what we wanted to do we always hope for the biggest plant that <laughs> ever of course but um yeah what, training just... those plants is fucking no
0: joke huh? you know what i'm, I'm gonna, gonna ask next right can you predict what everyone's gotta, gotta ask you how do you pick them how, how it what there, does how that much, yield man how much yes. yields? <laughs> how much man like uh one of those big
1: trees would be like you know like a like a average size but so many of them you know at that size the variable huge of like how heavy your flower is to light buds you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> it's a Changes the weight tremendously. So, a giant plant well, could
0: pretend be. Pretend I'm a girl yeah. at a bar, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, go, then we'd go, say like 12 pounds. You know what I mean? Like we're <laughs> a <rhino Whoa>. <laughs> man, that's a lot of weed. So the average person
1: would be like 10. Yeah, we're trying to impress. We've gotten 12 for sure. And then we don't keep track of it all like that. Like, we, sure. So much of the small buds were like, whatever. We already got 10 pounds. We're not trying to keep track of the smalls. But there's, man, there's plants that have been more than we think because the smalls add up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just and we don't harvest even the secondaries anymore because of the amount of work it is to and the 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 way the weeds go on with sure. the prices and stuff to harvest the whole garden one more time and dry it all again and we're in the mountains with no uh power you know we're on off-grid solar and wow generator Great. so okay. we're doing it all natural mode you know until we harvest and it's a uh, and to do that all over again is to work. process another six weeks of drying and breaking down and everything it's like it's it's hard and it's so it's not as good as it looks online on the inner like, on camera too like you'll see so there's been a lot of different videos we've had where like the, it's all snowed on it's all our leftovers and they're like there's so much weed out
2: there <laughs> <What's> <laughs> oh, yeah, right really, it looks like it but that one is like, like, yeah. yeah looking at it and then after you you've got the feeling of seeing that and, for a while, we thought we were wasting stuff, too. Trust me. <laughs> we were like, no, fucking clip everything, everything. We would spend so much time doing these extra picks sometimes and then go dry them. And then afterwards, we're like, why the fuck did we pick this fucking oh, thing? Why did so we to so dry it? It's like, why is yeah. it still pointless? Like, So we started just realizing certain things. We just started, like, the, it was time consuming. You know, we got so much fucking shit to do all the time. With right. Managing the farm and music and families and all this. We're like, I can't we can't yeah. just... We gotta get chopping and then get that done and on to the next step. We can't go back and do it again and deal yeah, with the little bits. Yeah, the,
1: if it was, things were more set up. as uh, there's there is stuff out there that goes to waste, but it's just too much work to do it, that whole circle again.
0: And does any of this go to extract, or it all just goes
1: to flour? Uh, No, this uh, it's been a variety of stuff through the years. Mostly we've done flour for like our whole life, but uh, we do extracts too. This year we did, we planned on doing like 75% of the farm was going to be extracts because flour sales are so low. Right. And and, uh, we wanted to do a lot of stuff from seed too. So we don't have a big enough batch, even though, you know, we get like, you know, say off that 10 pounds of flowers, if you're going to trim it for eight, so you'd get like, six, you know, to prime prime nugs, like maybe six pounds. So, if we're doing a, a giant plant even and we only get six pounds, it's not quite enough to make that strain go into the clubs, you know, for like a final flower sale because the testing is sure. expensive and everything's expensive. So, we wanted to grow seeds but then that would make it to where we don't have big batches of each particular strain because the phenotypes are all st- different. So. Our goal was like do a bunch of seeds for fun because the year is already shitty. We didn't even expect to, you're gonna make any money anyway. So we're trying to have fun, just like grow some some trees, hella big ones, phenos, new stuff because we have so much. You know, like we've been making strains and we have so many seeds that it's so hard to to start them and to
2: have the room the and do it. Thing, and, yeah.
1: So like it was the opportunity to like start a lot of our of our own genetics and find phenos and find stuff finally.
2: Yeah, shout out to our boy, Cody, our, our partner up on the farm this year. You know, got to give him a big shout out because last Ew. year, you know, we are after the issues that we were going through with other stuff failing and we were out of the game for a little bit, had nothing on the market. It was like a going from having stuff on the shelf to boom, gone, nothing. Like, we are back focused on music solely. And for a bit, we weren't even going to get back into the game of, of continue to grow on the legal market. We we're like going over ideas of this. is This even worth our time to stay in this, to get our brand back on the shelf? Do we care that much? Does it mean that much to us? What do we want to do here? And uh, we're just kind of like, let's just see how things formulate. If something is supposed to happen, it'll happen or whatever. And we're like, we'll just maybe get to focus on music. And then uh, the homie Cody reached out and said, you know, I got this, this farm that I got last year. And if you guys wanted to come up, work with me, do it, run it however you guys want, run all your genetics or whatever you want to grow. And we'll just try to make it all work, and it was like, holy oh, shit, you know. Like I was like the only thing that would have made us go in again because we wanted to wanted to like just go work on a farm or yeah, grow was, shit, <clears throat> other ready to take a break drains or whatever do whatever you know like that was like
1: the, the incentive that we needed yeah to kind of stay going was to be like yeah us being in charge and then to be able to have free room to start what plants we wanted to to start if we had to start working for a company. That only grows cookie genetics. You know what I mean? We, we're going to be the, the that's worst. Nice. Things, but I could see enough. Thank you. Because there's not <laughs> there's not much options left. If uh, you know what I mean, there's not much people out there hiring. <laughs> there's companies that are left that are actually like employing people. Or that's what's cool about cookies. Though so we don't like them that much for like different reasons. But they employ a lot of people and they keep a lot of people money in people's pockets, which is super thank god they're at least doing it because there's just so many of us small farmers can't barely pay you know what i mean to to keep the farm alive let alone have like build a new store and have six more employees added to the payroll
2: and then have the budget to spend all this money on marketing and get your shit everywhere and billboards right. and who the fuck knows what else you know, it's like <laughs> it's crazy dude. It's, it's a crazy you. game and that's why like we're thankful and like super stoked that you know things worked out the way they did like it sucks that we got raided but over the time that happened and not long after it happened we we're like it's kind of it was meant to be We we needed this to happen to switch our perspective of what's happening and really dial in on our lane of what we're doing
0: here so it's just uh it's it's a crazy outlook of things serendipity my friend the unforeseen <laughs> happening of fortuitous events I remember like ninth grade vocabulary, man.
2: (laughs) It was before before (laughs) I started
0: getting (laughs) big. (laughs) Ah, guys this was fun i enjoyed hanging out with Uh, y'all y'all are uh uh people i look up to i i wish i could rap like you okay grandpa just give me a beat man just drop me a simple beat all right nah you got tons of talent and uh, i really enjoy your your uh, music and then when i see what y'all are up to first off it's beautiful it's really hard to uh pull all this off as far as uh just running a business trust me i'm just trying to run a website in an Amazon store, and sometimes I want to pull my hair out of my head. <laughs> so to have the, you know everything that you got going on, having uh, these gardens and the classes and and the uh, uh, the genetics, uh, respect to y'all, man, and the music. Thank you, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. I really appreciate it, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. All right, come on, shout out, old E and Blizzy. Give yeah, yourself a yeah, shout yeah. out. Ah! Where can everybody find all y'all? Yeah, man. We're, uh, you can find us on Instagram,
2: Mendo Dope Boys, uh, YouTube, our Mendo Dope YouTube channel. You can find all of our Grow documentaries, our How to Grow videos, our music videos, all of our music streaming on Pandora, Spotify, uh, Apple, M- Apple. Apple. Who knows? it's, it's, it's awesome. music is there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, well, has uh, it Got just- Me Choking? Is that the one I'm always singing? Is that what yeah, name
2: yeah come on songs. just yeah. an old class yo that planters wasn't it yeah that that's on the yeah, of the first planters that's what's TV. cool too yeah that got you jokin' know, <laughs> song was on the original planters album so um now leading up to this year you know a decade of dope the uh, planters of the trees part two our 10-year anniversary album we're happy to still be in this game still surviving and thank you know thankful for all of our fans everyone who supports us y'all have kept us alive you've motivated us inspired us to keep going to keep doing what we're doing to to help you know heal this planet to change the fucking world you know to make this this a better place this is a cannabis culture and it's for everybody and this is just nothing but
0: positive vibes love it i love it <laughs> respect man ready yeah man okay google play mendo dope got me choking <laughs> <laughs> fuckers listening to me the rest of the time oh this time he's not listening huh lies, <laughs> lies. <laughs> all right boys be good Much love yeah, guys thanks for brother. having us respect man thank you Hell okay.
2: yeah.
0: that was fun y'all you did great